G'day folks and welcome back to the Properly Cocked Podcast. This is the Warhammer 40k podcast that endeavours to help you get a little better at the game and building your lists and, you know, sometimes into the hobby as well by listing top fives. We have special guests every week uh, and this week we've got the country's number one player, the most recent winner of the New Zealand Masters, Sean Sullivan, uh, who we'll say hello to in a minute. Tell you what, though, getting an answer out of the, this guy is proving a challenge this week. It's a lot easier to play an army that you feel is fluffy and lose than it is to play an army that you don't really want to play, but you think it's going to win. Right, okay. Didn't really answer the question, but that's okay. <laughs> Politician arm and The other guest we have is Aaron Wilson, came sixth at the recent Masters going away with the New Zealand ETC team to the big champs in Europe later this year. Uh, and I'll tell you what, he keeps getting dumped on in this podcast. Still like this happens to you every week. Again, happens every week. Someone, someone steals Aaron's thunder. You just got to put things in earlier, man. If you really like something, put it at number five so you can get it out. I'll put my yeah. I'll flip my list next time. And flip do the it. list. <laughs> flip the list. There it is. Uh, lesson for younger players. We'll get to all of that during the podcast. It's a big topic this week. We're looking at the top five online resources. Now, two of us have taken this to mean the top five online resources that'll help you get better at the game. Sean's looking at it as a more holistic thing which we'll come to as well. So there's a lot online to look at. Uh, let's get it started by saying good morning to Aaron Wilson. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Oh, thank you very much. So uh, next tournament is what, March? You're painted, you're ready to go. I'm assuming you're taking Admech. Oh, no, you're doing the... Um, doing the... Uh, what's Valleycon. It Valleycon. Valleycon. That's the one, yeah. Which is, uh, depending on when this episode drops, could be tomorrow. Are you ready to go? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Everything's all painted and, and yeah. good to go. It's the benefit of playing the same army over and over and over again. Not yep. only do you get to know it, but it's ready to go. You're just going to maybe add in or take out one or two things and you're good to go. Yep. And Sean Sullivan. Hello yeah. there. Entering 2020 as New Zealand's number one ranked player. And you were uh, telling us, I don't know if this is for public consumption, but it is now. Uh, you're going to Australia. You've been in, invited to Aussie. Yeah, I'm going to compete in the Australian Masters. So that's the top players in all of Australia. Yeah. It's invite only. So um, winning New Zealand Masters means that I got an invite. So I'm really looking forward to that. Have you played in Australia and against those some of those guys before? Um, played some of them. I did Australian Team Champs last right. year. Okay, yeah. Um, but I've had a couple of tournaments over there before. But um, there are... It's a different category of trying to play them because some of them are world world renowned now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they they did really well at the ETC last time around, right? They've yep. got some really top top guys. Yep. Uh, so that'll be fantastic, like a great experience and a great uh, chance for you to see where you're at compared to them, kind of thing. Yeah, or to see how I match up because you know sometimes you think you're good and then you play someone that makes you feel real stupid. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my life. So uh, today we're talking um, online resources. This is. Uh, and we're all after different things out of the game. For me, my, my object is to learn to get better at playing the game. That's my, my big primary focus at the moment is, is learn to play better. So in my top five, the, uh, I've listed the resources that I find help me achieve that goal. Uh, for Aaron and for Sean, it might be a little bit different. And for you, it might be different again. But we're going to give you our top five online resources. These are the places where you will gain something, learn something, you know, uh, figure out how to achieve something. Because we talk a lot about uh, the internet and Facebook and whatever, and there is a lot of garbage, a lot. But there are some real gems out there, some some stuff that really will help you achieve your goals and get better at the game or whatever it might be. So let's uh, let's go through our top fives. Oh, I should say again, Brendan's not here today. Uh, he's still on holiday at the time of recording. So I'm going to do 
because we're not, you know, focusing on in-game, we're talking about online resources. I'm going to do my top five here as well. So we'll just each list our top five. And hopefully out of the 15 things we list, if there are 15, this will give you some stuff to go away and check out online and, and you can, you know, make the most of it. So let's get started. Aaron Wilson, give us your number five. Uh, my number five YouTube channel uh, called Almost Pro Gaming. Oh, okay. This is a good one. It's run by a guy uh, who covers basically all the lists that are placed well in tournaments in the, in the month period. So yeah. basically it's a top ten of army lists of uh, based on who come first, second or third and the amount of uh, times that they've won in tournaments. Yeah. Um, and then you'll go over the lists, what's in them, the difference between a uh, certain list of the same faction. Okay. Um, so it's a good it's a good way to look at what lists are winning, what's in those lists. Yeah. Um, and whereabouts. There's there are a number of different resources for things like that if you go to um, Best Coast Pairings or yeah. um, I any think of he uses it based off Best Coast right. Pairings. He gets, gets that information and then um, presents it on a YouTube. Uh, so I don't know if anybody's video. got Best Coast Pairings in their list. I I kind of would think it's worth an honourable mention anyway. Best Coast Pairings or Forty K Stats. Dot com, but that sounds I haven't actually seen that. Almost pro gaming. It yep. sounds like it takes kind of the best of that and then actually gives you a yep, yep. someone looking through it all and comparing it. Okay, yeah, it's very it's very good to, to figure out what uh, where, where armies are placing it at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all these different tournaments. We've talked on this podcast in previous episodes, which please, by the way, go and check out uh, about netlisting uh, as a negative and a positive. Um, a lot of us, I think, like to use netlisting as a way of getting ideas for different combos and. Or maybe even as a shopping list to, to start your army, if that's you know something you're doing in 2020. So yeah, all right, I'll go and check that out. That really sounds like something worth uh, worth looking at. Um, and unless you've got, some, have you ever seen it? Um, no, I haven't actually seen that one. But when talking about it, um, down under pairings is really good for seeing New Zealand and Australia. It's kind of meta right. if you're uh, over the side of the world. So because um, sometimes the meta definitely is different from sure. what's over here that's compared to what's in America. Because some of the things. Would not in America would not work over in our tournament scene, so yeah. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot and feel free to say no. But can you think of an example? Like as a as a newer guy, I feel like if it works in the states, then surely it's going to work over here. Um, not really, because a lot of things in the states, like uh, Smash Captain, is a prime example. Great, you know. I've seen lists in the states that use three to four Smash Captains. Yeah. If you go to Australia, there is um, a couple of players. Uh, there's a tournament player that uses uh, 140 Gaunts plus characters. Yeah. So he, all he'll do is fly in and charge the smash captains and go. Well, you remove four per turn. Fantastic. Go for you. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. like it wouldn't wouldn't work anywhere near as well. And exactly the same as so smash captains are great in a mech meter where you're charging him into tanks and he can kill a tank a turn easy, no problem. Yeah. Um, but if you're playing against hordes, yeah, or uh, two hundred rots, I've seen seen that in Australia as well. Where it's just like, well, cool. Your centurions can kill three squads of grots per turn. Fantastic, go for it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. do- doesn't seem so scary when that happens. Okay, so uh, and you've said this before. You got to know your, you got to know the meta. But um, uh, almost pro gaming. I'm assuming is based in the states. Uh, I'm pretty sure this guy is British. Yeah. Okay, all right. So um, judging by the accent, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. So, but it, but it will look at top lists from around different places, and is that right? And uh, yeah, and compare them. Okay, so uh, but like you said, down under pairings. If you want to get an idea of the New Zealand Australia yeah. meta, yep. Okay, what have you got in at number five in your list? Oh, I went a little bit different. This is not all competitive um, because these are the things that I enjoy. Um, this one here is um, YouTube. It's called 40K Theories. And they're short videos, about 20 to 30 minutes, and they all go through the lore of um, 40K. So some of them are like small things in books and other things are like we do the char- 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 charadons, um, 
come from, what, where's right. your gene seed, and that goes on and tells you, well, where could the gene seed be from, and it's just really interesting stuff. Nice. And I find it really, sometimes with competitive, you get a little bit burnt out, so it gives you that little bit, bit of balance and yeah, yeah. a little bit of gaming that you think, oh, yeah, I, I, this is the reason why I'm in this hobby, not just to win, yeah. but just to, the, some of the stories are amazing. It's yeah, the, I, lo- I love that channel. It's got some good stuff on there. 40K Theories, it's called. Do you know what? Whoops, where am I? I didn't say this uh, right at the start, but uh, I do think it's worth getting a pen and paper, <laughs> like because I feel like we're gonna we're all gonna get a lot of ideas here already. These are two that I haven't ever tried. That from your recommendations, I want to go out and give a go straight away. Well, an amazing show host would put them in his little tabs in the notes because he's really good. I know well, but I've, yeah, okay. <laughs> so you're saying? <laughs> so you're saying I should have a pen and paper? No one else worry about it. You don't need to go and get a pen and paper because I'll put all of this in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> so um, I'm going to put up my number five, and I know I'm breaking my own suggestions immediately because this is not online, but still, it's a great resource. Your local GW store. If you don't have a, a GW store locally, then your local gaming store. But I have found, particularly if you're just getting into the game, being able to go and pick the brains of those people in the shop and use the tables and just ask questions about the models and the law. Uh, we've got a local guy, Will, who's great with um, just – he has collected all of the armies. He's been playing the game since he was nothing years old. And so he knows the law and he knows how it all works and how this edition compared to that edition and whatever. So if you just want to go and sit – and most of them are working in the stores because they, they love the game. Uh, and they're into it, and they've spent years playing it before they even get a job in the shop. So if you just want to go and sit and chat or you know, do your modelling and ask questions about that, or I, I have found them uh, to be a great resource for, for information and just ways to kill time. And if you're looking at buying new models or whatever, then they've got some great advice. So I know it's not online. You guys will be like, oh, if we were doing not online stuff, then I could have bought But too bad. It's my show. Shut up. <laughs> Shifting the goalposts. <laughs> yeah, how I roll. <laughs> um, uh, all right, let's go to our number four in the top five online resources. I promise everything's online from here on in. Uh, all right, this is another YouTube channel called D6 Evolution. Okay. Um, this is a really good one. They do a lot of codex reviews. Um, they explain and demonstrate uh, the nastiest combos that they can find out of these codexes. So they start picking out all the gems and, and stuff you can find in there. Um, they also do some videos where they break down phases to the to the detail, um, right? Like wrapping and trapping, um, consolidating, all those kind of s- extra things that you don't really think of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff they covered in there. So what is it called? D6 Evolution. D6 Evolution. And that's a YouTube. Yeah. That's YouTube. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if you've seen that one, Sean. I've, again, this is I've never come across that. Oh, it's definitely a really good resource, and it's one of those ones that they do small breakdowns, so it's not like you have to sit through a two-hour video. Right. You can sit down through 20 or 30 minutes, which I, I find it a lot easier when you're painting and stuff. That you, if you listen to this stuff, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, you don't you don't feel like you have to go through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Actually, don't, you don't switch off. I, um, listen all the way through. Uh, Nick Nanavati does something similar as like a separate side project, separate to all of his other stuff. He has done some like real short 10 or 12 minute videos breaking down specific uh, ways to beat this army or that army or ways to, you know, use this particular phase to your advantage, which which I have found uh, really good as well. Um, so I don't know if anyone's going to mention that later on in their thing, but as it's a, sounds like a similar sort of, you know, kind of quick fire, break it down, here's how to do it kind of deal. 
Yeah, the personalities are really good as well, so it's, it's easy to listen to. It's, it's a big part of it, yeah, right? If absolutely. Yeah, okay. So uh, let's go to your number uh, four, Sean. Um, this is called 40K Badcast. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this. No. Um, it's two guys that are bad at 40K. And that's <laughs> Actually, I have Are you on that one, yeah. Steve? Yeah, must be. I should host it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you get along with them really well. Um, it's just... You guys are not very nice to me. <laughs> this is harsh. Mid-table, not awful, mid-table. At not very good events. Okay. Um, but the over the years, they've got particularly good at, um, at 40K. Some of them, um, one of them took home like three medals from Nova. Like oh, wow. It was, was pretty impressive. Um, but they just, it's really jovial. It's really nice. And they just talk about, you know, what they're getting up to and having good good jokes and stuff like that. And it's all based on 40K. So it's, so, it's, so it's good. So we enjoy it. Yeah. And they have the best thing about them. They have um, this um, segment called Fan or Fan... Uh, Fact or fan fiction. Okay. And it's like they read excerpts, and some of them are from Games Workshop, and some of them are fan ones. And some of the fan ones you'll tell straight away, but other ones right. you're like, is this really something from GW? And yeah. sometimes it is, and you're like, this is shockingly written. Like, I don't understand how this was ever <laughs> yeah. publicized. Some, some fan material is very good, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. But some of these aren't. (laughs) (laughs) But some of them aren't. Uh, There's a game that we sometimes play on the radio called uh, Real Horse or Fake Horse. Or uh, Real Horse or the name of like a movie or some stupid thing like that. Racehorse names are weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other subject for another day. (laughs) It sounds sounds similar. Anyway, 40K Badcast. That's a podcast, obviously. And easy to find if you just sort of, uh, whatever your podcast provider is, you can have, have a look for that. Uh, what was that, number four? Uh, okay, so my number four is uh, Facebook groups. So if you've got to say you're into Necrons or Tau or whatever your army might be, there'll be a Facebook group associated with it. Now, I put a, a little cautionary note here that sometimes the Facebook groups are not always positive feedback and it's not always good stuff, but there will be some good stuff in there. So, for example, the Necrons group has a guy in it named uh, Ulyss Sanders, Ulyss Adam Sanders. He calls himself in the Necron group. He's one of the um, admins of the group. And usually those are the guys I think you want to seek out, are the, the people who are actually running the group. Generally, they have pretty strict rules around you know what can and can't be posted and keeping a positive attitude and all of that. Um, but this guy has, uh, if, you're, if you're, say you're into Necrons, you're wanting to learn to play the game, He's very good at answering questions. He's just won a GT in the States. He's come second in another one. He had a great showing at LVO. So he knows how to play the game, and he knows how to play Necrons particularly. And he has some strong opinions on certain things. But if you just kind of, if you join the group and you just keep an eye on what he's posting and what he's saying and what he's responding to, to, and a couple of the other guys. So in any Facebook group, you're going to need to spot the good from the bad, like weed out the stuff you're not interested in. But there will be some stuff in there if you're looking to, you know, how do some units perform that you haven't tried? Maybe if you're looking for some advice on how to piece an army together or how to approach a certain problem that you've got. Maybe <clears throat> if you're playing Tau and you're just thinking, well, oh, this assault phase is killing me here. How do I deal with it? Um, Different army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seen the look on Sean's face. Wait, Tau and assault phase don't go together at all. Uh, <clears throat> so, but, you know, the point is, like, there'll be people who know, right? And a lot of those people will be in Facebook groups. As I said, a lot of it's garbage. But if you can spot people like Ulyss uh, Sanders or whoever it else, Walter Vining in the in the Space Wolves group, a bunch of people who, who kind of know what they're doing in that army and have had good results with that army, you kind of go, all right, well, maybe I can ask them for some advice. It's a nice, easy way to get access to 
people who play at the top level who know what they're doing. I don't know if anyone else has given this a go. Yeah, when you're on the Facebook pages, just remember, focus on the positive ones, not the negative ones. Because it's a lot easier people come here and just moan about why they can't do anything. Just focus on the ones that really have advice and really want to enjoy the hobby for what it is. Because remember, it is a hobby, it's not always about winning. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's <laughs> Aaron's like, it is always about, but um, yeah, it, it's not always about winning, but not only that, it's it's not real life. <laughs> like people, it's a, it's a bit like Star Trek fans, right? Some people get so intensely into it that they're like, wait, back in episode 29, it said that the flux capacitor did this and this and this, and now you're saying it does that. Yeah, fine, but it's fiction, right? Somebody's sitting in a room making this up. Uh, and over the years, lots of different people have had a crack. So some stuff will disagree with other stuff. And then there are the black library books, um, uh, you know, that, that may or may not agree with the law as it stands at the moment. Just in, you've got to enjoy the game and enjoy the law and enjoy the stories and enjoy what you're doing, the hobby. I have to be um, Brandon, um, old man here, and to say the law has changed so much over yeah. the editions. Like, yeah. if you go back to second edition, like um, we're having a discussion, Tigerius used to be half elf, half human, and like he, he went through all these different different stages. And you're just like, well, <laughs> yeah. if you if you really focus on one thing, you're going to miss the whole cool picture that we have now, which is such an extended universe of actual cool stuff. Yeah. yeah, if you focus on one little minute problem, oh, you're not going to enjoy it. Any anything you're into, if you're, if I don't know if you guys uh, read comic books, but it's the same thing in the DC universe. Like back in the seventies, they went, you know what, this whole Superman thing, we're changing it completely. So they changed his background and his what he can and can't do. And then I think in the nineties they killed him, and then someone new came on board and went, no, no, that's no good. <laughs> He's got to come back to life somehow. <laughs> so over time, people, different writers come on board and disagree with previous writers and new editions come out and whatever but as you say the point is you got to focus on it's a hobby it's a fiction mm. it's a hobby we're all presumably in it to have a bit of fun and i get that sometimes you know you've just spent two thousand dollars on an army and they change the rules and suddenly your army's crap and you feel a bit like okay well i could have timed that better but you know the, these things are going to hopefully swings and roundabouts i can't remember where we're up to what did you what did what, what you just do Number four. Number four. Was it your number four? Oh, no, it was mine. So we're up to number three for uh, for Aaron. All right. My next number three is the last YouTube uh, pick for me. Yeah. Uh, called Vanguard Tactics. Oh, yeah. So it's hosted by a guy called Stephen uh, Box, who's a high-level tournament player um, overseas. Yeah. Uh, so on his channel, basically, he goes over things uh, like prepping for tournaments, not, not necessarily the actual game itself, but how you prep for tournaments, logistics, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And going all over the place. He also uh, runs courses for ITC um, style games and yeah. stuff like that. He's he's yeah, very knowledgeable. Very. Uh, he's just ha- started having some really good results in the UK as well. Yeah, he's playing yeah. with Ultramarines and won won a GT with them, and he, he's got a couple of people on his team. Another one of his guys just won a GT. I want to say at we, as we we're recording last weekend. Uh, so yeah, he's he's doing really well. Suddenly, I feel yeah, like yeah, I think yeah, he, he only really started his channel maybe. It wouldn't have been too long ago. Maybe. No, maybe a year ago. Yeah. But he's, um, yeah, I've seen him around. He, I know he also does uh, personal coaching. So if you're, yes. Yes, uh, if you're looking for coaching, he's an option. Uh, there are a bunch of people offering uh, coaching services now. But yeah, he's, he seems really good. And he's, uh, you know, he does a reasonably high quality product. Yep. And, and again, Facebook page, 
the videos you're talking about where he does little sort of mini coaching videos and mini sort of prep videos. I don't know if you've ever come across him, Sean, but he seems good. Ah, he's, he's really good and really knowledgeable. He actually gives solid advice. Yeah. Um, you, you see, Sean says you give solid advice, Stephen. Um, so that's, that means something. That's a lot better than me saying you give solid advice. <laughs> uh, okay, Vanguard Tactics was number three for Aaron. What have you got at number three, Sean? Um, number three is the Independent um, Characters podcast. Um, oh, yeah. This might be, uh, if you're new to the game, it's not so relevant now, but um, over the years it's been just, um, 40K, it's been really positive and about creativity rather than actual um, hardcore competitive. So like they go into like deep factions and bit into the lore and they go through the codexes, but they don't say points and they don't say give you advice about what the best loadout is, but they give you an idea of what the army does and how, how it feels and how you should play it. Yeah. Um, and then they just do hobby sections and stuff like that. So it's just something really nice and easy. It's all PG, so you can have it around kids. Yeah. And it's just, just one of those ones that you just... So let me ask you, as a person who is a high-level competitive player, number one player in the country, Masters winner, multiple tournament winner, how important is, when you're piecing an army together for a tournament, how important is that it, that it works within the law of the, the army as well? Oh, well, you get to see, I'm, I'm, I'm really a little bit of a different player. Sometimes I try and go for counter, um, yeah. counter meta. So, I mean, I was playing Dark Elder during 7th edition and winning tournaments where they were supposed to be terrible players to play and some of that was to, to lore and stuff like that um, it depends on what tournaments you're going to and what, right. what you're wanting to do because it's a lot easier to play an army that you feel is fluffy and lose than it is to play an army that you don't really want to play but you think it's going to win right okay didn't really answer the question but that's okay <laughs> politician arm and something. Um, yeah, yeah. but if it's a if it's a big time tournament you really want to win it you're going with a competitive army or an army yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you've, you've, worked all, and you've worked out all the ways things work together like yeah. buffs and strats and things yeah um, but you know otherwise because uh, it is kind of nice when you're putting an army together to still kind of operate within the realms of the story you know what i mean yeah, but a lot gw's done really well in balancing some of the law to some of the aspects so like if yeah. i'm playing which which cult if I take, I would never take anything slow. So there'd be like Reaver jet bikes that can move across the table and stuff like that. So it does feel like you're hitting lightning fast. Yeah. Now, they have, within 8th edition, since 8th edition started, I feel like they've gone to a lot of trouble to make the the uh, the rules of each unit fit what they're supposed to do within the stories as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you just actually said that and I've just reworded it and claimed it as my own. So oh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> my number three is Tabletop Tactics probably stolen <laughs> Aaron's got that in a little, little bit high oh, yeah. on oh, yeah. so uh, I think probably anybody who plays a game is familiar with Lawrence Baker and Bone and Beard and um, the chef and all the rest of the, the cast of characters that make up Tabletop Tactics it's a YouTube channel but more than that it's a TV channel so they do on YouTube you can get access to the free stuff but then if you pay uh, you know the monthly fee whatever it is you get access to a, a lot more and uh, I'm a really big fan of what they do for their Tactica like they have a Tactica series, which is more high-level competitive armies against each other. And you can, if you're just looking for tips and tricks, and right down to the ways to deploy. And um, sometimes it'll be the ways not to do things. You know, if things go horribly wrong, you can go, ah, oh, I see what happened there. So you'll spot mistakes that are being made, which is a great way of learning as well. But Lawrence Baker, who has obviously won tournaments, and he plays at a really high level, uh, He's, he's very good at what he does, but also just the personalities, like you were saying before, a lot of it is when you're watching a YouTube channel or listening to a podcast, 
if it's clear that these people get on well and that they're having a laugh together and that there's there's some fun involved in the process, that makes it a lot more watchable and a lot more enjoyable and you'll be learning something along the way. I'm assuming, Aaron, you have that in at number one or two, so I don't know if you want to add anything to what I've just said. Oh, well, you've, you've covered a lot of it. I've, I have them at number one. Right. Because they're the biggest inspiration to me. Basically, it's the thing I've, I've watched the most since I started playing. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the production value is amazing. And even better now that they've shifted to new studios. Yes. They're, they're really, yes. really good. So they, um, they uh, yeah, the, that, that's another big part of it. The production quality is high. But you, uh, one of the biggest complaints we have watching battle reports on YouTube is, oh, they just, you know, they make mistakes. They make too many mistakes. And I'm not saying these guys never make mistakes, but for the most part, especially in the Tactica series, when a mistake's made, they'll acknowledge it um, or they'll say, okay, we did that wrong or, uh, you know, usually they pick it up. But they they make so few that the rest of it is just, it's worth it. You know, there's still a lot to learn for someone like me who's just trying to get better at the game. There is so much to learn in these. Well, the only times I've actually seen them make mistakes is a common mistake because of what the rules say and people's interpretations. Right. They've never really made a, a bad ruling going, oh, like my Fire Warriors hit on a 2+. plus. They've never even made a tactical mistake no. like that. Yeah. They've always been it's just a common way we do things and then maybe it's changed over editions or something like that yeah. and it will be cleared in the FAQ and that's when they made the mistakes so I think they're really well crafted and really if you really want to improve your game they're really a good resource okay did you have them in your list as well um, no no okay cool alright good because I don't want to steal everybody's thunder oh I kind of <laughs> knew that one was going to get taken <laughs> yeah 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 um, so tabletoptactics.tv is their uh, website um, Aaron also can vouch for the quality of the dice, which seem only to oh, be able absolutely. to roll five and sixes, those purple ones. A magic dice. <laughs> just ridiculous. And they also seem to have this effect of other people's dice don't roll as well. Like they have the inverse effect. Yeah, they've got a, they've got a uh, null zone to them. So. <laughs> is that what that is? Very <laughs> good. So I had them in at, uh, my number three, and I understand I've stolen your number one. But let's go to um, number two for Aaron. Uh, number two, I've got the uh, website forum duckaducka.com. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anyone's used that one, but it's uh, it's so good. There's so much resources on there. They've got forums for each different army with their tactics, so yeah. people are just contributing there. There's so many gems you can pick up in there. Oh, yeah, so it's so it's not a blog. It's an actual forum. It's an actual forum, contribute. forum, yep. I have uh, seen it, yeah. So all your different armies, they cover that. They've also got a part in there where people can list their put their army lists up there and then they can get critiqued and people can give them um, right. help of their lists. And are the people who do the critiquing, are they knowledgeable people or do you have to, a bit like Facebook, kind of pick, pick yeah, and choose? Yeah, you, you have to pick out the right ones, but generally I find that everyone really kind of knows what they're talking about. Like okay. it's, I feel like everyone on there is kind of, yeah, they, know, they know what they're talking they about. They know what they're doing. All right. I don't know if you've ever used it. Um, sure. I stopped using it a while back. Um, the only reason is it got really negative and um, some of the advice wasn't that great. Okay. Um, but I'm talking about this was five years ago and when the game wasn't the greatest at that time and there was a lot of negativity and you just get sick of hearing bad things. Is that the same as sometimes I put my Facebook on snooze? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just because people have just been too negative, um, especially if it's something that they don't expect. But, I mean, it can be good, it can be bad. But it's a bit like anything. I've, I haven't seen much uh, much toxicity in there at all. It all seems pretty well, constructive. It's possible that in the last five years they had a bit of a clean out of all the you know those people and maybe the uh, the admins of the of the um, the group kind of tidied it up. I do think also, and this is a side topic, but you know that's what I do. Um, I feel like with the, at the time I got into the game, it was going through a big change. I feel like there was negativity around 
almost right at that moment. And I think, I don't know if you found the same, Aaron, but certainly when I first said to somebody that I was thinking I would like to go to a tournament, there were quite a lot of naysayers who were sort of like, oh, it's a different thing and everybody's you know, so horrible at tournaments. And um, But I've never found that. And the tournament scene over the last, what, four years has gone crazy. Like there's so many more tournaments now, even locally to choose from and internationally to you know, people getting going pro and getting signed up by esports, and so it's it's just gone nuts. And I feel like the shift into eighth edition and the shift of focus, and I don't know what's happened, but maybe it got to a point where it was just so nasty that people just climbed off, uh, and then other people got in. I don't know what happened, but I feel like about the time that I was getting into it, which is about four years ago, we just were kind of hitting the end of the of a zone where the game maybe was a bit negative in certain groups. But I have only had a positive experience with it. Well, I think you jumped in at the right time. Um, a lot of the old stuff used to be that Games Workshop was very hands-off. So mm. they wouldn't answer questions. So they'll put out a rule, how bad some of the rules are that come out these days. You're like, oh, what does that mean? And then Games Workshop, within two weeks or within a week, sometimes give you, no, well, this is what it means, or this is the intent right. for this rule. Back in the day, there used to be none. And you only get two or three codexes a year. So you'd come out with a broken rule, and it would dominate the tournament scene for a year and make people feel bad about things right. happening like um jaws of the wolf was i know that i've said a few people um where you just draw a line and then anything under the line just takes an initiative test and it just disappears from the table well i mean i've got war bo- bosses and stuff like that i've got gazgal done with that and it's just like well that's a 400 point model off the table from one stupid spell like it's yeah, yeah. to them it's not very fun yeah. Um, so I can understand why people didn't enjoy it, but now it's probably the best it's ever been. So yeah. um, there's not so much negativity. And the best thing about it is a lot of it's getting policed now. So someone will come in and say, oh, oh I can't do this with Space Marines anymore, uh, Space Wolves. And you're like, well, just wait wait half a, half a year. You'll get something new. Yeah, so yeah. Just calm down. Well, do you know what my pet hate, though, is, again, sidetracking, but my number one hate is whoever it is that keeps posting the reset the clock meme with that uh, English actor. So, uh, any, anybody who asks any questions, somebody's going to post reset the clock. It's like, that's a legit question. Let people ask questions. We're allowed to go on and ask. Hey, guys, how many riptides am I allowed? Uh, you know, when, will, when will this get, you know, the buff? When will Iron Hands get nerfed? Uh, reset the clock. No matter what anybody asks, someone's going to post that stupid meme and it's doing my head in. Stop it. <laughs> Whoever you are, stop posting. What's his name? The guy from Luther? Uh, you know who I mean. Um, Idris Elba? Idris Elba, yeah. yeah. From his uh, Pacific Rim. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Reset the clock. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> um, I can now. We're, I keep getting lost as to where we're up to because we're enjoying the conversation. Uh, so that was number... Two from him. Two, two from Aaron, yes. And now number two from you. Um, this is... Uh, um, my favourite um, Splinter Mind podcast now this is a purely Dark Elder one that does do some of the other Elder aspects so if you ever want to know anything about Elder this is one of the best podcasts out there they also have a forum called um, uh, the Dark City dot net hey, I've seen it it's very good yeah so um, these guys are really really focused on um, good play good combos but it's not overpowering because like they, they, they give their opinions and they'll say why they won't do the latest combo because they don't think it's in the fluff or whatever but these guys can play really well mm. and they also do some of the playtesting so it's kind of funny to hear them just say well we, we sent it back and said oh this is never going to happen and then it comes back and there's like point drops and they're like well, 
this is uh, this is um, unbelievable. But yeah. um, they they're always good there. They used to have this aspect called um, uh, optimistic archon. Yeah. So they would talk about um, <laughs> units that aren't really used in dark outer codex and how to use them differently. Okay. And the problem is now that everything's really good in dark outer codex. It's really hard yeah. to do that. Yeah. But they'll go into the witch cults, which why, why they use their witch cults stuff like that, or why they like changing things up for their cabals and. It's really interesting, and I found okay. it just really helpful. Uh, yeah, but, well, particularly to Dark Elder players, but or Elder, but other people can you know yep. learn from it as well, right? What is it called? Uh, Splinter Mind. Yep. Splinter Mind, which is a podcast. Um, so that was your number two. Yep. My number two is uh, a blog called Goon Hammer. I love it. Pete Dunn uh, got me onto Goon Hammer, and the volume of uh, work that they put out. And the quality of work that they put out makes it a really, really legitimate resource. I mean, to the point where uh, with their reviews of the Psychic Awakening books, if you were looking, say you're a, a getting into Chaos Space Marines, right? And you go, okay, well, how can I see what's good, what's bad, how they've done out of Psychic Awakening, give them a, give, you know, maybe learn a bit, get a few ideas. Uh, you could just literally print out what they've written about it and use that as your starting point as a really great resource. They list, for example, in that, and they do this, they get the they get access, early access. So for that Psychic Awakening book, they reviewed it and had all their information out by the time the book came out. Um, but you could go through and just print out their review of all the uh, warlord traits, stratagems, chapter tactics, everything for each uh, of the Chaos Legions and just use that as a way of going through, okay, that looks good, that looks bad. And they review it uh, from the point of view of you know competitive tournament play, but they, they, the way it's written is really readable as well. Like it's not just long-winded, boring stuff. Uh, but I, I cannot recommend them enough. If you're particularly if you're you know either just getting into the game or looking to start a new army or just want to see a different point of view on maybe stuff you've already looked at. You've gone okay. Well, I can see this and this. I can see why um, Iron Warriors might have done well out of uh, Psychic Awakening. Let's see what someone else thinks. And they really go deep dive into it. Um, uh, I don't know if either of you guys have ever come across it, but Goon Hammer, uh, like I say, it's a it's a blog, not a podcast or anything else, so it requires reading. Yeah, that um, Badcast, some of those guys post on it, and same as uh, Mob Rules post on it as right. well. And both those ones are the poca- uh, podcasts I listen to, and they I find them really good. Um, also, they don't have loads of ads, like bowls. <laughs> You're right. try, trying to scroll through bowls. Oh, and it's yeah, just so many ads. And, um, uh, what's the other one that everybody rags on all the time? A bit like bowls, but when you when you uh, when you scroll spiky down, bits. yeah, spiky bits. When yeah. you when you're reading, <laughs> you read three lines, and then there's a big ad, and you're like, okay, yeah, scroll yeah, past yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Goohammer is just nice. Easy oh, it's just the article. You basically just. just nice. I had one recently where I was like, okay, I'm just going to print this stuff out. <laughs> it's like uh, um, I'm building a Tau army. They've got uh, Tau like review of chapter approved and the points drops and then ways that you might be able to plug in new units that weren't getting used before all different ways of looking at things and i'm not saying take all of it as absolute gospel but these are players that know what they're doing they they seem to be getting reviewed really well by other people who know what they're doing uh and it's just lots of really really good information rather than just you know lots of nonsense um so literally you can just print out the articles, take them away and pour over them and go, okay, I really like this. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. That's good information that I might not have picked up myself just reading your codex. You know, all of that. So I've got Goonhammer in at number two. 
We already know your number one, don't we? Yeah, yep. <laughs> stole well, my, this happens stole to me every my thunder week. again. It happens every week. Someone, someone <laughs> steals Aaron's thunder. You just got to put things in earlier, man. If you really like something, put it at number five so you can get it out. I'll put my, yeah, I'll flip my list next time. Flip the list. <laughs> flip these. Advice for you young people. <laughs> flip the flip list. Flip the list. So tabletop tactics, which we've already talked about, already given rave reviews to. Uh, I uh, was lucky enough to meet Lawrence. I uh, went to the United Kingdom to do some other stuff and had a chance to catch up with Lawrence and have a few beers and have a meal. And Lovely, lovely guy and told me all about you know where, the, where he's come from and what the plans were going forward. And I said to him, and I'll say this, I, no, there's no doubt in my mind that I would uh, happily pay the subscription for Tabletop Tactics ahead of uh, Sky Sport or whatever else that I, you, know, you pay a lot of money for. Yep. The price difference is ridiculous for a start. But, <laughs> but what the amount I get out of Tabletop Tactics for the subscription, all the, I mean, there are posting battle reports now every couple of days. Yeah, like I'm surprised they haven't upped the... Yeah, same. It, up the price. Up the price. It's, yeah. it's totally worth the money. Yeah, absolutely. Because whatever army you play, you're going to get something out of this, just either watching how to beat other armies or, you know, tactics or whatever. But they're, uh, they're just a really good bunch of people who I think are in it for the right reasons. They didn't get into it to become 40K celebs. They got into it just to make good quality pod, uh, battle reports. And they're doing an amazing job. So if you're, if you're considering spending... What do they charge? Like five, six, five, five pounds. I think it's eight dollars a month. Yeah, eight dollars a month. New Zealand, yeah. Which is, you know, for what you get, it's amazing value. Okay, so that's Aaron's number one. Uh, what's your uh, number one, Sean? Um, I'm just going to preface this. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, the reason why I listen to a lot of podcasts is because I'm, I'm an electrician and I can just work and listen to podcasts. Okay. So um, this is uh, the Frontline Gaming Network. Now this is the holy primitive. Um, triumvirate of competitive gaming you've okay. got like 40k stat center art of war and chapter tactics all in one place and those three podcasts if you're talking about competitive it's something de- decent decent to listen to like art of war I can, is such good production value it is really awesome to listen to 40k stat centers for me is really good i go through what what's winning lists what what's the percentage of people that are actually playing these armies and that all goes off um 40 cats 40k stats, um, obviously. So yeah. um, that's a website that everyone recommends. That's and uh, the Falcon and um, the other guy. Yeah, oh, I'm so annoyed. I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, he's always Val Heffelfinger. That's him. Yep, and he's always he's the Sorry, one doing lots of shoutcasting now. Val Heffelfinger. Yeah. Val Heffelfinger. Yeah, he's sounds like a Viking. Yeah, <laughs> he probably please probably got in it uh, through Space Wolves <laughs> and then branched out from there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so Frontline Gaming Network, which, as you say, covers uh, they have a lot on the web, yeah. and they do multiple different podcasts. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, which is interesting because my number one is uh, the Art of War podcast, yeah. just specifically that one. Yeah. I find the Chapter Tactics one uh, it can be can be really great. Like once you get through all the preamble and all the sort of intro stuff, which takes about twenty minutes, when you get to Brandon Grant, who's now a regular feature on that one, yeah. he's really. I mean, no offense, Brandon, if you're listening. He's like a robot, that guy. He's uh, just so analytical with his thinking. And I think his job is he's like an engineer, like a high-end. But the way he thinks about things is just so clever. Uh, so I think he's an engineer at an accounting firm that tells you how how, <laughs> yeah. how stats-centric he is. <laughs> yeah, he really, he's just like, he is so numbers-based. And when he talk, talks about building a list, 
man, you just go, <laughs> it's just like a whole nother level of analysis and thinking through what everything is supposed to do and how it works together. And so he's, he's a great addition to that team on chapter tactics. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Skari, um, who's the Drukari player. Uh, Pete, Pete's favourite. Pete Dunn's favourite. Yeah, he's, he's uh, he again, a bit like Stephen Box, actually. I feel like he was going okay, but has suddenly started to find real success. Like he just won a GT recently, and uh, he started coaching services as well. So he's another one. If you were looking at coaching, he offers coaching and advice and uh, does podcasts and all sorts of things. But he's a recent regular guest on that uh, chapter tactics as well. Um, 40K stats, I, I can listen to a little bit, but I prefer to just go and read the stats, like go onto their, uh, their page, their Facebook page. But Art of War, I have to say, just chiming in on that, Art of War is, for me, without doubt, the absolute number one. Uh, if you're looking to get better and looking to learn about armies and the way they work, Nick Nanavati speaking to other top players. And the only way those players get invited on that podcast is by winning a big tournament or being ranked you know, really, really highly. So uh, And each of them absolutely know their army and they'll tell you why they've chosen things, which is really good. And then yeah. if you go behind the paywall, they'll tell you how to beat armies and how to really use your army to the best effect. Yeah. So they've got uh, they do it in two blocks, which is uh, you know, just a really clever way of doing it. The first one is great. I mean you get a lot out of the first the first one, but yeah, then the you go to the second one. The first one's all about what the, what he how he plays the army and what he does with that army. Yeah. So he's, he explains why he's chosen Units and then mm-hmm. even Nick will go. Oh, why did you choose the tactical warsuit over a Redemptor Dread? And he'll he'll give you actual answers to why they did that stuff. And yeah. really interesting. And then they'll talk about the tournament that they won normally and what matchups they had and stuff like that, which is really good. And then the second half is all about the tactics they use, how they play it, and what to focus on. And so, against specific armies yep. as well, they deep dive. So he will go. Uh, Nick usually, who's hosting it with John Damaris. Uh, Nick and John will talk to uh, Colin, what's his name? Colin Sherman, who's an Eldar player who just, when they get him on, you have to win a GT or go undefeated through minimum GT or major to get invited onto this tournament. Like you don't get, even if you're a great player, you, <laughs> you have to be invited on and you don't get invited on until you've achieved something great recently, which gives you an idea of, you know. So Nick Nanavati is currently the fourth ranked player in the world, right? In ITC. So he's got access to all of these other great players. And it's just, it is such an amazing resource to listen to. Like uh, as a person who's starting a Tau Army, they've had Richard Siegler and Brian Pullen on as guests. And I've listened to both of those people, I don't know, probably four or five times each. Just because each time you listen to it, there's so much information. Each time you listen to it, you go, oh, I didn't pick that up last time. I was because you... You know, when they mention something, I don't know if you guys do this, but they'll start talking about a thing in a podcast and you go, well, that's a good idea. And your brain starts kind of ticking over how that could work for you. And you miss the next three or four minutes of the actual podcast. Got to go back and listen to that again. But uh, if, you've, if you've not tried Art of War, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, 100% it's the, for me and for what I'm trying to achieve, which is to get better at the game, it's, it's the best resource. I think unless anybody else has any honourable mentions they want to throw in or, or cover off, I think we're uh, I think we're done. This has given people a lot to kind of chew through, right? Yeah, that about covers it. I've got a lot of new uh, YouTube channels and podcasts to consume in the next little while, thanks to your recommendations. Thanks, guys. I was just thinking the the only thing we didn't mention is um, audiobooks. Like 
Oh, yeah. I, I, we said it earlier in the thing, but it's amazing how good an audiobook is, especially when you're not you're painting or doing the hobby. Yeah. Um, listening to this, working as a sparky. Yeah, yeah. Well, barely working as a sparky. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it's just really, really good to actually just listen to stuff like that online. But I just it's so hard to narrow down just one book for me that I couldn't I couldn't add that in. That was my Hell's Reach is a good starting point. Or there's a really good, oh no, don't worry about it. There are so many, <laughs> we've all read so many good books. Uh, but listen, Aaron Wilson, thank you, thank you for coming in again and good luck at uh, ValleyCon, which is going to be any minute now. Uh, are you going to ValleyCon as well, Sean? Yep. Okay. God. What, are you, what are you bringing? I'm not too sure yet. I'm, I'm going to do it's the whole um, try and get things painted before it. So um, <laughs> I might be rocking up with an Elder Army. Oh, good. All right. Nice. Back to the Elder. Very good. Mm. Well, say back to the Elder. When was the last time you took the Elder to a... Oh, straight Elder. I've never really taken to a tournament. Oh, really? It's always been Dark Elder for me. Yeah, okay. Dark Elder lover. But um, I've really liked the look of the Wraith Knights at the moment. So um, okay. I was going to try and do a Wraith Army, just something a little bit different for someone to play. Yeah, and he'll go with that and win the tournament. Just annoy everybody. Yeah, someone he's never played before. He'll, he'll rock up with something he's never played before and everybody else thinks is crap and win the tournament. Thanks, Sean. Anytime. Classic Sean move. Classic Sean. All right, uh, Aaron Wilson, thanks very much. Sean thank Sullivan, you. thank you for coming in. Uh, if you haven't already, please go to properlycock.com. All of the podcasts are there. You can check out any of the historical podcasts. Uh, go to the Facebook page, like the Facebook page. Uh, this year, we're going to be doing a lot more uh, promotion and maybe some giveaways and uh, getting behind all that. And uh, we will have some international guests as well um, coming on the podcast. So uh, we're looking forward to a big 2020. Thanks for being part of it. Properlycock.com. We'll see you next time.